0: Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Insights in Accounting. Insights
1: in Accounting. Sponsored by
0: Iris. With Rob Brown and Martin Bissett.
1: Welcome to the Insights in Accounting show with me, Rob Brown, on behalf of the Accounting Influencers Podcast Network. This show comes out every Tuesday and this is where we bring an expert on to talk about some news piece, some commentary, some social media posts, and make it relevant for you and your accounting and fintech world. I'm thrilled to have me today, Will Fanel, author of the digital firm, increasingly becoming a voice for the accounting practitioner because you will, Will, you run a firm yourself, don't you? So you know how it works.
0: I do indeed, Well, 15, 15 years in, so we've uh, we've experienced most challenges that, that small firms uh, are confronted with as they grow.
1: Indeed, you're definitely on the front line. And what's caught your eye this week is a piece by Carbon. We'll put the link in the show notes. But this speaks to purpose and vision and how a firm sets a direction will. Why has this caught your eye?
0: There's a number of reasons, Rob. And first the, the first point is it's talking about vision. And and I, I'm fortunate that I get to talk to lots of accounting firms, lots of bookkeeping firms to help them think about how they how they grow their business, how they become more profitable. And often, because of my background, you mentioned I'm at the digital firm, the start point is firms firms contact me and get in touch with me because they think they want to talk about technology and process. And these are the things that they think they need to fix in their firm. But almost without fail, and bear in mind I'm talking about smaller firms here and, and early stage firms, the one common denominator in, in almost all of the, the work that I do in running strategy workshops is that we come out and whilst we've talked about process and we've talked about technology, the bits that are most critical for those firms are clarity around vision and purpose. So it's almost they're going in, but they haven't stopped to think about what is it we're trying to do? It's almost it's an accountancy trait in that that we're, we're generally not seen as being creative in the artistic sense and, and marketing sense. So people leave their accounting firms to go and set up their own firm and particularly if they've been in a firm that haven't really focused on the importance of vision and purpose then it's the last thing they're thinking about it's like right i've got to go out and i've got to find 50 clients to replace my my income that i had in in my previous role but what that means is it's, it's like, the, the, I think we've got to make a distinction between vision and strategy because there's a strategy, but the vision sits over and above that in terms of what is it we're trying to achieve. And I wrote a, a, a blog article for our own firm's website recently around the power of purpose because purpose is something that more businesses are talking about now. It, it kind of goes beyond vision really. And when I look at what we've done over 15 years, whilst i didn't recognize it in the early part of that journey so much of the things that we've done have stemmed from an absolute clarity of purpose that i had when i first set the firm up which was it was quite bold and and i looked at what accounting firms were doing and i i thought that i could do it better and that um, I, my start point was I want to build a firm that changes the perception of professional services um, and changes the way that those services are viewed by users of those services. So that was big. I mean, that, that, that was my purpose. So it meant that I thought about my business very differently and technology was an early part of that, same as the way we priced but I didn't realise how powerful that was until we were kind of five, six, seven, eight, even even now, I look back at it now, and it's crystal clear now, that that was a big part of our of our early growth. And I talked about it as being vision, but it's only as I've started to hear more people talk about the power of purpose, that it actually feels that that was more than just a vision, it was actually the purpose that I set out. So come back to this carbon article it's it's talking about the importance of vision but i think we've got and and this particular piece is talking about what happens when you need to change your vision as things change in your firm
1: yeah let me just do a quick quote from the article will it's not authored but it is by carbon your firm's vision statement is core to the why what and how so it should be revisited when there's a major change or shift in business priorities that's what you get in yeah
0: yeah absolutely and i think that that the start point is that the majority of firms probably don't have a vision statement there might be something the firm owner might have a view of what it is they want to do but i really like that why what and how and and for me the 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 why is is really the purpose now so for me my purpose my why was i thought professional services was broken and clients were being let down by by people not delivering what they really needed so that was my why i'm going to go in i'm going to change that i'm going to fundamentally change it and actually by being at the very bleeding edge of of tech adoption back in 2008 i think i've played my part um and now i get my purpose now is to help as many other accounting firms as i can do the same for for their clients. And the way that I talk to the firms that I work with is you've got to understand your, your, your why. You've got to be able to say to somebody, why do you do what you do? What is it you do? And how do you do it? Which is exactly what Carbon have said here. So whilst that starts to evolve into the, the, the strategy, the, the services you deliver, it's also getting people to think about the how. So how do you do what you do? So I think this is why this article kind of resonated, even though the twist on it is really about tweaking it. I think this is really valuable for firms that, that haven't clarified and crystallized their what, why and how, or sorry, their, their why, what and how in that order, um, because it's so powerful and we've seen it firsthand. And we've seen the impact it has when we can help other firms understand what it is, because you can't start to think about building brands and building marketing propositions if you can't clearly articulate why you do what you do.
1: And if we've learned nothing else from COVID, it's the importance of agility. We've seen how things have changed and how firms have had to make strategic decisions quite quickly and pivot on a dime. So with so much changing, you've got to have a direction that you then say, right, we're going to change course on this. With There's a major or acquisition coming up. There's a realigning of business strategy or targets or go to market plans. And without that compass or that true north, you don't know when you can then change your direction, do you?
0: No, absolutely. And I think the I, I, I get into conversations regularly and start talking about generational shift. And I think it's really relevant here as well, because what, what we know from research in terms of, of particularly millennial generations, so much of their buying decisions are influenced by the organisations values um and and a purpose uh, and i've talked to, to people many a times who who have been able to recognize that whilst they haven't necessarily consciously made that decision is when you kind of frame something and put it into somebody's conscious, they can relate to it and say, actually, you know what, I made a buying decision recently, that now you've positioned it in that way, was a values or vision based buying decision, I didn't think about it at the time, it just felt like it was the right thing to do. So if the majority of our new market in terms of what millennial and Gen Z, entrepreneurial business owners are making buying decisions based on vision values and purpose then we've got a real problem if we, if we can't articulate what those things are to our prospective clients what's
1: going to happen will finally to the firms that don't get this right because we hear about the need to remain competitive to stay relevant to stay in the mix to differentiate yourselves Many accounting firms have similar websites making similar promises and have similar value. So standing
0: out in increasing noise becomes more difficult. It's spot on, Rob. And I think that differentiation is is becoming more and more difficult. So for us, technology was a huge differentiator for us for a number of years. It's not so now. it comes down to to people that's your key ability to differentiate what what you do both in the way that you engage with with clients the services you deliver to those clients and your your team and the, the values and uh, that that drive the behaviors uh, of your of your team and we're seeing kind of b corp and corporate social responsibility becoming a much bigger differentiator and when we see large organizations doing this, then then we should be looking at it and saying, these are big organizations and they're not gonna be making investment in these areas just for the good of their health. There is something in that for for maximizing shareholder wealth that suggests that that people are beginning to put far greater importance on these softer things that, that we have to think about and act on. And in the same way that when we talk about firms not adopting technology, At some point, clients are going to vote with their their feet and and start making decisions that that are going to impact firms that are not recognizing the importance of of this new way of thinking.
1: Yeah, And you talk about clients. Another player in the mix is the talent pool. I do a lot of uh, video interviewing with accounting firms and networks to help them tell their stories, often through their own staff to say this is why this is a great place to work. And when you ask people why they choose one firm or another to be their home, they say, well, I bought into their story. I bought into their vision. I bought into part of something that was bigger than them, bigger than me. And and I got wrapped up in that. And that speaks to vision, doesn't it?
0: Absolutely. And right now, if you ask 100 accounting firms around the world, what's the single biggest challenge you face today? 95 of them are going to say recruitment and retention so it becomes even more important and when we when we talk about recruitment and retention specifically and certainly with the firms i i work with firms don't see recruitment as a marketing activity and and it fundamentally is we spend huge time thinking about what's our proposition to our clients and we have to do the same and make the same investment into what's a proposition to our people because it is a competitive landscape so what can we do to say to people we have a great culture here and it's underpinned by our our purpose and our vision and our value so you're absolutely right it's a two-way thing and it's got to reflect both your employee value proposition and your client value proposition. Um, and that's something that we've done as a, as a firm fairly recently in terms of clearly articulating both our client and employee value proposition. So people are very clear in terms of what it is that, that we offer and, and how we support and deliver on, on those things.
1: And let's add a practical element just to finish with this, Will. If firms don't have a vision or are struggling to recalibrate their vision, what are those early steps to get them back on track?
0: I think it depends where they are in their, in their journey. If there's a team, it's the kind of stuff that, that really plays to building as a, as a team. Um, the, the purpose has largely got to start with a business owner. So it's almost the business owner saying, why do I do What is it that gets me out of bed in the morning? Uh, Simon Cynic start with why is a is a great place to start um, uh, here in terms of just understanding the things that that you're trying to to deliver, um, but also uh, think about trying when when it comes to starting to understand values and how that might drive into into vision. I always say to firms, ask your your best clients to describe your firm in three words. Ask your team to describe your firm in three words, because everybody has a set of values. Um, some people have been able to articulate them, some people instinctively behave them. So actually, if you ask those people that value and, and, and really understand what it is you do to describe you in three words, that's the best way of looking in a mirror to really understand what your what your true value proposition is. And that's always a great place to start with people um, because as we said earlier, this is kind of outside of most accountants' comfort zone, um, and and when when I'm working with firms, it's it's really easy because I can probe them, I can ask them the questions. But that three words um, is a is a really nice way of of just kind of getting that reflective perspective from people that know you, know how you work, know what you deliver, know what you stand by, and that's a great place to start.
1: But will for the bigger firms, managing partners, executive board, senior partners, there's not one business owner. If you like, it's much harder to get consensus over a vision, isn't it?
0: Mm, yeah, I, I sometimes refer to them as schizophrenic firms, um, because I think I think it's really important that that when we start thinking about brand, for me, brand goes much further, and and we we should be driving a firm personality and the reason I talk about personality is personalities are more fluid so when you talk about brand they can be quite static so if you get into defining a firm personality then it's something that everybody can buy into it can evolve so going back to this carbon piece in terms of of refreshing values if you focus on personality it's something that that is much more fluid um, and you can make personality statements so we refitted our office back in 2016 I think it was and we put a pub in our office now that's a personality statement um and, and we called it the tax and pounds um and and we had we genuinely I I, I tell you this is that's a play
1: on horses and hounds which is, is a common public isn't it yeah you know, that's it um,
0: and and this is this is genuine we had we had a couple of clients that that moved on because we put a pub in our office and it was almost like well, I can't take a fan seriously that has a pub in their office um but actually, we took on a lot more clients that really understood that it was a personality statement, and we're still professionals. We still do a great job for our clients, but this is about us speaking personality. So I think when you get into multi partner, you've 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 got to try and, and build this this personality that can be fluid because partners move, they 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 move on, and new partners get promoted. So having something that everybody can understand and recognise that that personalities evolve we're we're coming out of uh uh the the mid and to early to mid teens as a as a business so we're growing up into uh, to kind of being young adults now um, so so it kind of changes the dynamic of things that that we did as a as a a, a kind of preteen and a, and a teenager so i just like that analogy of a firm personality being something that that we can strive for fluid people can understand and we can buy into well this has been great from fox and hounds to tax and pounds uh, some great
1: insights there thank you so much for your time
0: absolute pleasure rob accounting influencers broadcast network presents insights in accounting with rob brown and martin Bissett. Giving you the edge, the latest news, analysis, and recommendations in the accounting and fintech world. Sponsored by Iris.